Welcome back, Nebraska Athletics Podcast, episode 31. Here we are uh, February 6th here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Thursday, February 6th. Uh, the NBA trade day li- deadline just ended, Brian. Were you glued to your TV as much as I was? No. No, it doesn't seem like you care. I don't have a TV, so. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> were you glued to anything regarding the NBA trade deadline? You don't seem like an NBA guy to me. You're more of a college basketball guy, right? Yeah, I don't follow the NBA all that much. I saw that Cleveland and Detroit made a trade that nobody can figure out. Oh makes any sense but I couldn't figure out why they couldn't figure out why it didn't make any sense but then again I don't follow those teams okay. so I don't know what what the fuss was I, but I, I think guess it was, was confusing for somebody I think we've talked about this before you're a much more of a college basketball guy than I am and I'm much more of an NBA guy than you are so my gotcha. Timberwolves finally got uh they've been courting D'Angelo Russell since last summer and they finally got him today so we'll see if it finally pans out uh but on to what people probably listen to this for, not NBA talk, but uh, Nebraska athletics. Um, off week a little bit for Husker basketball. No midweek games this week, but they are back in action um, this weekend, uh, Saturday, 5 o'clock, I believe, um, against Iowa, which is also the last team they beat, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, both actually the men and women play at Iowa this week. Uh, the women play tonight, and the men play at 5 o'clock, as you said, on Saturday. So, and Iowa's coming off a 36-point loss to Purdue last night, which is just mind-boggling to me. But uh, I think Purdue made 19 three-pointers, and um, Iowa did not, obviously. So that was a big part of it. But that was never a game. It was 17-2, to and um, I think it was 61-31. Uh, 30 something at halftime it was just a, a butt kicking from the get-go so it'll be interesting to see how Iowa responds from that it you know could go one of two ways they could be really upset and come out and take out their frustrations on Nebraska or maybe they're at the beginning of a late season this is kind of the dog days of uh um it's kind of like August and in, in baseball or summertime you know it's just uh kind of one of those grind type of the of the season for college basketball, so I don't know what Iowa will, will be like on on Saturday. But the first meeting on uh, Nebraska won basically because their defensive strategy worked of uh, double teaming Garza and letting Iowa shoot from the outside, and the Hawkeyes couldn't make from outside. They couldn't make the three pointers. So, and that really was the the recipe for success in Nebraska's other Big Ten win uh, against Purdue. It was kind of the same situation back in December, but. Uh, we'll have to see if uh, a week off has uh, has helped the team a little bit. As you said, they've uh, not won since Iowa, so I think that's a seven-game losing streak, and it doesn't get any easier after that because then they go to Maryland. I think is their next one before uh, Wisconsin comes here. So yeah, it seems like the season's been kind of long, but still nine more games left in the conference season. Um, like you said, at at Iowa Saturday, then uh, Tuesday they're at Maryland, and then back home for two more. Back home for two games. Um, a week from Saturday, so February 15th, uh, host Wisconsin, and then a decent layoff. Don't play again until next, the Thursday after that, February 20th, and that's when uh, Michigan State comes to town. So um, let's see, one, two, three. So out of the, out of the nine games, uh, five on the road for the Huskers, Iowa, Maryland, Illinois, Michigan, Minnesota, and four home games left. Uh, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Ohio State, and uh, Northwestern on March 1st. That'll be the final home game in the regular season. So, um, as you said, the Husker, the women's basketball team is at Iowa tonight. The Huskers just haven't seemed to be able to put really a, a winning streak together to kind of 
um, move up in the standings. I was just looking at the women's uh, the women's standings. So the Huskers currently sit. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, ninth, I believe. But it's kind of a hodgepodge of. I mean, all the way from fifth is Rutgers at six and four, and then all the way down to Michigan State at eleventh is four and seven. So I mean, yeah. you put together a two-game winning streak, and you're Basically, you might you're going to be probably in fifth. I mean, almost kind of. There's some separation at the top. You got Northwestern, Iowa, both nine and two, Maryland nine and two, and Indiana eight and three. And then it's just kind of a, a mix of about six, seven teams just kind of vying for spots after that. It's kind of indicative of uh, of their play within the games too. Uh, very inconsistent, mm-hmm. and uh, I know they're they've lost some tough games at the end games they just simply didn't close out but then again they've had games where they've come from double digit deficits uh, in the second half or the fourth quarter to come back and win games maybe they shouldn't have so it's it's kind of a it's kind of an odd mix but uh, a couple of really tough losses um, at home against Ohio State they had a pretty decent lead in the fourth quarter and as, as I said couldn't quite finish that off but uh, I just think consistency all the way through is uh is something that if uh, you know if they put the four quarters together and uh, and and play the like they know they can and be consistent all the way throughout, they can probably do as you say and get a couple uh, two three uh, in a row. They beat Iowa the first time at home. I think Iowa was ranked down the like number twenty five or twenty or somewhere in there. So opportunity for a big road win um, and uh, to bolster that NCAA resume. So a big uh, big game tonight at at Iowa for the. Uh, Amy Williams, the Fighting Amy Williamses. And then after uh, after tonight, uh, Huskers with Husker women with six games left, three at home, three on the road. Um, yeah, they're still with the 18-game conference schedule. Yeah. The men play 20, the women are still at 18, so that's the reason for that. So women will be back home on Sunday, this Sunday, 2 o'clock. Um, they host Indiana, and then the following Thursday, um, host Penn State. Then they're at Northwestern, at Ohio State. Come back home on February 22nd uh, for the regular season finale against Illinois. Uh, regular season home finale, and then they wrap up the season at Indiana um, on February 27th. So, uh, yeah, a lot of kind of be interesting to see what happens here over this final uh, seven games for the women's team. They could kind of uh, make this maybe a la- uh, late season run here, kind of get themselves in the uh, in the uh, NCAA tournament talk. I know they've kind of been fluctuating in and out most of the season, and you, know, you put a, a nice run here at the end of the year and uh, kind of kind of figure out that situation. So um, teams, though, that are uh, another team competing today, uh, starting their season today, is uh, the Husker softball team. They're at the uh, they're down in uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Uh, five games this weekend. Um, they've got a game today, two tomorrow, two Saturday, and then a game on on Sunday. Um, so kind of strange you usually play around 50 55 games and after this weekend they'll have a tenth of their schedule already done and in the books it's crazy to think that's even starting already yeah i I know it is but baseball's next weekend and it's just crazy to think that they're doing that this time of year and then you turn around and you've got uh spring football starting before basketball's even done so you have all these things going on at once in march it's going to be a crazy month i think spring football practice starts on march 9th so just kind of that weird time of year where you have everything going on at once here coming up. So good luck to the most the both of the uh, softball and baseball teams as they are either start of their seasons. Uh, so, so we just talked about um, women's basketball, talked about softball, uh, women's gymnastics home 
on Sunday or this Saturday they host uh, Maryland at the Devaney Center Saturday night seven o'clock um, piece you just put up on hustlers.com was uh, about an event yesterday uh, I know a lot of people were locked in on signing day the second signing day of, of football and uh, Husker football ended up signing all their class um, scholarship guys in December but uh, another event yesterday was uh, Women's and Sports Day, and you had something on, on Hustlers.com about that. Uh, can you maybe go into that a little bit for listeners? It was the 37th Annual Girls and Women's in Sports Day, and I just did a Q&A with uh, Heather Brink, the head women's gymnastics coach, just, just kind of about how the uh, evolution of women in sports um, has gone since, you know, she was an athlete here in 2000, and now she's here as a coach 20 years later. So uh, just kind of like her viewpoint of how women have become more involved in sports uh, as far as participating and, and also coaching and you know kind of what effect it's had um, just like I said since she was an adolescent and since she was in college and her viewpoint on how it's getting more popularity and more coverage and still some ways to go in that regard and and also in the regard of uh, women and head coaching roles but uh, just a good uh, an interview with uh, with her and her thoughts on that subject. So, uh, as you said, that's up on uh, on Huskers.com. Um, let's see one other kind of big home event this weekend. Uh, definitely not as busy as it was last week in Lincoln, but uh, the other big home event is uh, the track and field team. Um, they host their annual Frank Savine Husker Invitational. It's kind of their marquee um, home track indoor track meet of the year. Um, have a lot of premier college teams from that country and a lot of uh, something some people maybe don't know about college track is a lot of times there's um, they call them unattached athletes yeah. they're not they're professional runners jumpers throwers that uh, they come and compete at college track events um, so it's uh, it's a pretty big event starts tomorrow runs through Saturday um, I believe Coach Pepin had some media availability did you stop over at all and, and talk with them at all uh, yeah, I'll have a story uh, coming up tomorrow on, uh, you know, George Cushy's tr- trying to uh, set a sc- another school record, and he's coming off a, a big performance uh, last week in the Washington Invitational. Uh, he broke his own mile record on uh, on an oversized track to own the overall mile record at Nebraska outright. He ran a 357 point nine three on last season at this uh, meet coming up the Frank Savine Invitational he uh, ran a 359.61 and became the first Husker in school history then to run a sub four mile on a standard 200 meter track so this time uh, he already holds the oversized track 3,000 meter record at Nebraska uh, 757.16 but now he's looking to break uh, David Adams standard track school record of 758.62 and that was in 2011 uh, and the Devaney Center 3,000-meter record is 758.2, uh, and that was set back in 1994 by a community college, uh, Parton Community College in uh, Kansas, uh, Richard Koschai, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. So okay. a lot on stake for, uh, for George this weekend, and uh, he's already come out and, as he did last season, uh, called his shot. He said he was going to break the mile record last year and wanted Nebraska fans to come out and support him and watch him break that record, and he did it. And he seems very, very confident and uh, sure of himself that he will break the, the 3,000 record, school record this weekend. So 
And again, he um, would like to have a good crowd at the Devaney Center at the indoor track on Saturday that believe that race is approximately four o'clock if everything runs on time. So that's usually a well-attended meet, but it's interesting with George, and that's part of the story too, is, is just his relationship with uh, Nebraska fans. You know, he's from South Africa, but mm -hmm. as soon as he came here, he felt this connection with Lincoln and the community and the fans, and uh, really appreciates their support and, and loves to give back to them. And uh, it's just kind of a unique uh, thing to see for, uh, for an individual athlete to uh, appreciate that support and have the back and forth with the fan base and the, the community of Lincoln. So he uh, would appreciate another big following tomorrow, excuse me, on Saturday afternoon at, uh, at four o'clock. And you are correct. Uh, the 3000 meter run um, is Saturday afternoon. Like, uh, what'd you say? Four, four o'clock? Approximately. Approximately, yeah. Approximately around there. Um, but yeah, there's going to be, I'm th um, just looking at the, the preview article we've got up here in Huskers.com says, uh, 38 teams are scheduled to compete at the uh, at the meet this weekend, so should be some uh, great competition uh, all around in, in every event. Um, well, I, I mean, we don't have any uh, football to discuss, really. We're still kind of in the, the wait for spring football. Like I said, didn't have any, uh, had a couple walk-on additions yesterday, but no uh, new scholarship additions. Um, so just to wrap it up, I told you beforehand, I know you're a, a music guy. Uh, I went to a concert that night, and afterwards my brother was asking me, um, you know, what's maybe the best concert I've been, ever been to? Because um, what's maybe your favorite concert you've ever been to, Brian? Or is there a concert maybe that you want to Well, get most to recently, uh, well, it's been about a year ago now. I guess it was, uh, was it February or March of last year? I saw Elton John up in, uh, in Omaha, okay. and that was uh, really good. And I'm going so good that I want to see him again in st louis in july and maybe in lincoln i believe in june so one of those two okay uh yeah i really enjoyed that that's probably been maybe it's because it's the most recent one and it's the freshest in my head but it's also elton john and i'm a big elton john fan so that was uh probably my favorite concert is there someone that you have never gotten to see or maybe someone that doesn't maybe even tour anymore that you wish you'd oh there's there's, there's plenty I'd, I'd, I'd like to see from you know my era but i you know, Billy Joel would be a fun one to see at okay. some point, but that's probably, I don't know that he'll ever be in Lincoln. Um, and I don't get to uh, travel lots of uh, faraway places for concerts. At least I, that's not something that I would probably do, but he's, you know, he's probably somebody. So who did you see the other night? Uh, I went to Post Malone in Omaha. Mm -hmm. It's a really good time. Thoroughly enjoyed it. it made a very, very, a very late night uh, drive back to Lincoln afterwards. Um, but yeah, after I talked to my brother about it, I said, "Well, yeah, that was, that was pretty fun." But I think uh, the best concert I probably ever, I went to I saw U two last year in Omaha, so and that, oh, that'd be good too. That was probably the most most entertaining concert anyway. They put on quite a quite a show. So um, if I had to pick somebody that probably want to go see Journey at some point, but I don't think uh, the whole band tours anymore. So I don't I don't think they're together. No, they're not together. Well, part so. of it they've had various different members but the yeah. the core group is not together anymore so yeah the one that you and i know i would have wanted to go see him back in the in the day when it was no sure yeah sure. Now, now there's probably not a whole lot of uh i don't know how entertaining it would be at a concert so <laughs> uh all right well we'll uh we'll be back next week talk a little husker baseball and pretty soon it'll be spring football season so until then talk to you later